Welcome to episode 62. Today's guest is Stembri Harris, a single mom of one daughter, Katie. She is also a leadership and life coach, spiritual director, author of Awakening the Light, a survivor's to thrivers going forward story. Tambri's story of wounding, struggle, and healing encourages survivors of divorce to heal mind, body, and spirit, as well as overcome any limiting beliefs they may have around their worthiness to embrace their next life-giving and light-giving chapter. Her advice for single parents is breathe and seek to stay grounded. This will allow you to be a resource to a child who needs to know that no matter how bad they behave, you are not going away. Find a support system where you can be honest and vulnerable with your feelings and frustrations. Thank you for reviewing, subscribing, and downloading a podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Now be the messenger of hope and share this episode with one of your friends. Enjoy this conversation with Tambri. How would you like to master your mind to transform your life, overcome anxiety, trauma, doubt, and suffering to win daily and enjoy a life of confidence, peace, and freedom? This is your unique opportunity to work directly one-on-one with me in a breakthrough coaching. If you are interested, you can check out the link below and schedule your 45-minute discovery session to see if we are a fit. Welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. I am your host, Irina Shehovtsov, and I am on a mission to empower broken-hearted women to break the chains of the past and move forward boldly into the future. Single Parent Success Stories was created to inspire single parents out there who are struggling to help them realize what is possible. And welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. Today's guest is Tambri Harris. She is a leadership and life coach, spiritual director, author of Awakening the Light, a survivors to thrivers going forward story, and mother of one daughter, Katie. Tambri's story of wounding, struggle, and healing encourages survivors of divorce to heal mind, body, and spirit, as well as overcome any limiting beliefs they may have around their worthiness to embrace their next life-giving and light-giving chapter. Welcome, Tambri. It is a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate you having me today. Thank you. How's the weather there in your side of the world? You know, it's not so bad. It was rainy all day yesterday. Um, so today, you know, the fact that it's still overcast but not raining is, is good. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> Although I know a lot of people are consider rain a blessing, but it was one of those when you've got a little puppy and you take her outside and, you know, have to navigate the gate all that, it makes it a little challenging. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Good. So tell us, uh, what is the, tell us your story. How did you become yes. a parent? Yes. So, you know, um, when you're reading my intro, it thought, I thought about the fact that it's, it's important to know that, um, the limiting beliefs and things that, that were in me were created very young. And that ended up impacting decisions I made throughout my life and ended up um, being something I had to overcome before I could actually move into my positive life story, which is to the um, 
to touch of the title, my light at the end of the tunnel, because I definitely had some dark tunnels along the way. Um, but one of the one of the ones I would want to really highlight is that I had a sense of um, unworthiness, and and I just had this deep in my spirit, and it um, it was created because of um, childhood sexual abuse that happened to me, and no one coming to my aid, and so. I developed this thing of I am not worthy of intervention. I am not worthy of care. And the other unfortunate thing was that I, I was groomed in that situation, which means they're really, really nice to you and kind of work you into, um, into their web. And, and so therefore I didn't trust kindness. Um, and so the reason that's important is we talk about, you know, our, our stories around life and, and love and lost love is that I did not date the best of people. And if I dated someone who was overly kind, I didn't trust it. And so what ended up happening was I ended up marrying abusers. And, and what that looked like in a nutshell is with my first husband, I graduated college, went straight into a, a doctoral program. And, and this is all part of me trying to prove myself and my worth by getting all the degrees and things. And um, so I'm in this doc doctoral program and I'm, you know, one of five people, they're paying me to go to school. I'm, you know, I'm on first name basis with the, with the professors and my husband, who was this like uber macho male, you know, ex-football player, ex-marine kind of person, um, when we got home, he, he, he felt the power imbalance. Okay. And so when we got home, he made sure to re reassert himself, I guess. And so long story short, I made it six months. My body ended up just kind of collapsing and I literally escaped that situation. Um, what I didn't do was I didn't do my healing work. And so what I did was I started on this you know, wheel of proving myself again. And so I got into another program. I ended up, you know, into a career of proving myself and I never did the self work. And I ended up years later marrying someone who was better, but still not kind. And I still explained away the bad behavior. And with, with this man, I had my daughter, Katie. So now here I am in a not great marriage with a little person that I'm, you know, we, you know, kind of weaving into this, this situation. And so I did the best I could to try and make it as positive for her as I could. Um, but long story short, he ended up, it was, it was kind of a gift in disguise and he ended up um, right when I was getting ready to have shoulder surgery. The night before he tells me, I'm not happy and basically I want a divorce. <laughs> and so I had to go with this shoulder surgery with this guy who's like basically saying, I'm gonna leave you. And um, and so anyway, it 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 did it got it went downhill from there. And so, you know, I had to recover from that shoulder surgery while he's, you know, starting to move forward with, with these divorce proceedings. And and I have a 12-year-old little girl. And, and not only did he leave me, he left her. He had an affair and he basically, you know, left us for this other woman. And, you know, I can handle it, but don't do that to my daughter. And so, you know, so I was left as a single parent with a very angry 
person. And I had to, um, you know, I kind of took the brunt of her anger. I tried to always take the high road, but, um, you know, that's why I didn't try and say anything real negative about him and that kind of thing. I just tried to ground myself and, and stay, um, you know, being the best person I could to be for her. But, oh my goodness, it was, it, that was a very dark tunnel for me to kind of try and navigate those teen years, um, not being able to explain away his behavior and, and, um, and again, just how, you know, we, 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 anyone who has kids knows um, it, it can be, it can be a challenge, particularly when you're going in alone. So that's a little bit of my, my backstory. And I'll pause there um, before I share more about the, the kind of light at the end of the tunnel piece. Yeah, I think incredible. And I mean, the fact that yeah we don't heal our, our inner work you know like you're going from your first marriage into the second marriage I guess filling the void you needed yes. somebody there yes you felt I need somebody to be complete to feel whole again yes. but I think without doing that inner work you end up getting into the same kind of relationship as you said because uh, everybody we get into our life, it's like our mirrors. And if if we how we feel on the inside, that's what we get to see on the outside. And of course, when you're in the middle of it, you don't see it. You just get triggered okay. and you get uh, aggravated, you get angry, uh, you get depressed, you get frustrated. But because we don't look inside, we don't see it. We, we only react. Yes. And it's difficult. I, I mean, I went uh, not as like similar, but kind of relatable story. Also found out uh, three days before my son was to be born, my second child uh, about everything, <laughs> the divorce, not the divorce, but uh, that everything uh, was supposedly a mistake. And mm. I went to give birth having my mind being somewhere else absolutely <laughs> and absolutely. you know realizing that the life is never going to be the same again it's that's it it's done yes. so please uh, share with us what are some of the uh, struggles that you faced was it financial was it emotional mental spiritual what are yes. some of the things that you uh, were faced with having yes. the uh, you know newborn your new baby and yes you know, and um, Katie was, she was always a very strong-willed person. And um, and so she ended up acting out a lot. Um, and so I was really struggling with, with how to navigate, you know, having her, um, again, just acting out as, as a preteen and then as a teenager would. Um, the, the, the good news for me have had other friends who have found themselves in the situation and they had not maintained their career. And so they were truly financially kind of destitute. And so that was fortunate for me that, you know, I did have that, that underpinning, but at the same time trying to navigate it. And it was interesting because at first for the first year, you know, you still feel like you're still tied to this person. I mean, you married them, you must obviously have loved them. And so, you know, the first year was kind of off and on again, trying to, and he would lie, you know, he'd do lies around, well, I've left her and I want to come back to you. And then the phone records say differently. Um, and, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'm not a sleuth, but, you know, I'm sitting here going in trying to get detailed because you, you feel crazy. Sometimes you feel really crazy with the, with the, the, the stories they tell. And so, you know, after, after a year, um, 
you know, I kind of was like, okay, I'm, I might be ready to, oh, and, and the other thing I would say is that I had been, I had started before he left, I had started doing some of my healing work. And, and I actually have friends say that they believed that that was part of the reason why he left me because I was growing stronger in my, in my confidence in myself and claiming my worthiness. And, and so truly, I believe that, that that healing journey I had already been on helped sustain me through this time. So from a spiritual perspective, um, I, had I had gotten a pretty strong grounding at that point. So that was beautiful. The other really beautiful thing, and this is what I would hope for anyone going through this, is having a, a supportive network with you, you know, people who will love you through this, people who will speak truth into your life through this. And I had that with friends and I also had that through a spiritual women's group that I was a part of. And and even, you know, here I am, you know, initially, you know, I've got my ice machine that's got to be changed over to try and keep you know, and I had somebody literally come over and move my arm up and down, which my husband should have been that person. Um, but, you know, having people who, you know, it's there for you and will do even the physical manipulation, fix you, I mean, it's the base, base, base things. Um, but just having that support community around you is so incredibly important. And then again, when Katie was kind of going a little bit wild on me, I, um, I actually ended up taking a parenting course because I truly did felt like I didn't know Sometimes I just, I felt like I didn't know what the next step would be. What would that next right thing be to do? And, and that was really helpful because it helped me feel like I wasn't so alone. I had these other people with similar stories, maybe even worse stories around me. And, and together we kind of were navigating it. And so that was really helpful for me. And um, yeah, and just that constant peace. And then you know, and then the, back to the light at the end of the tunnel, then the idea of even, you know, dating again was, um, was something that was, it took me a while to step into it. And when I did, um, she, even though, you know, I'd been without, you know, I'd been single for a while and all, she still couldn't handle it. And so that was another thing for me to navigate. You know, she kept, she caught me kissing somebody and oh my goodness, she would have thought, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So, um, and so that's something else we have to navigate as adults is, you know, when we, when we feel ready for that next person, or at least to start dating and having some kind of a social life, you know, how do we do that in a way that honors where they are and, um, yeah, so it, it was, it's all just, whoa, there were so many different pieces to that for me. Yeah. What do you think was a turning point that led you to be taking care of, like start you on that healing journey? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I think that when I finally really accepted that I, I cause I kept fluctuating back and forth around, you know, okay, he's talking nice, you know, maybe I should, you know, consider staying with him at least until, I think a lot of us will say, until the, you know, my daughter's in college or whatever. When I finally kind of just released that, it's almost like when you're, when you're reaching back, you can't really reach forward as, as easily. And so I find, you know, so when I reached back and let go of that, um, I also had to do some forgiving of myself 
because I, you know, again, it's like, here I am getting divorced a second time. I mean, it, it just felt terrible. And, and so forgiving myself for, for making um, choices that, you know, I may have been able to make better, but it's almost, there's a saying, no better, do better. And so I'm now kind of knowing and, and, and continuing to grow that part of me. And I think the other thing that's really um, important for us as, as parents is to know that we've got to keep investing in ourselves. I mean, our hearts are so full for our children and supporting them, but we've got to keep investing in ourselves and doing that, that healing work. And so that was something that um, I really, I really tried to continue to, to look and say, okay, what were those unhealthy patterns that led me to this place? And, you know, and I kind of opened with that, you know, unhealthy patterns of, I'm not worthy of unconditional love. I'm not worthy of being treated well. I have to prove myself. I mean, those all fed into these, these patterns for me that, um, you know, I really needed to break so that I could truly move out of that old way of being into a much, oh gosh, freedom giving kind of place. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So totally true, you know, realizing those triggers and working on them. Yes. Did you work as a coach or how did you, what kind of uh, tools did you use to, you know, on, in your healing journey? Yeah. So I, um, I, I first, so for me, it was the first step was therapy. So, you know, I really did do the look back to say, what was it that, um, that led me to this place, led me to this wounding? I mean, until we can really look at the wounding and heal from that, then yeah, that, that's a critical step. And then um, I'm always, I, I mean, I've, I've got my master's in psychology. So I've always kind of been a person who's fascinated in that space. And I've been a leadership life coach for 20 years. And so I'm always reading things in that space. And, and I, with all of that, I just kept, um, I'm a big journaler. I will journal about things and process. And, and so between, and through, Another really important thing for me to be doing was to begin to um, work on my breath and my body awareness, because I think so many times we can get lost in um, our heads. And so really beginning to try and do that, that integrated work and begin to really work on even just mindfulness and meditation so that you can see yourself. I think earlier you said sometimes you're, you're trapped in in the day-to-day -day living, you don't even see what's trapped you. And so that mindfulness can really help us begin to see those things that, that trap us. And, and like some of the work I would do is, you know, looking at the limiting belief and saying, okay, cause there, I have a bunch of different models that I use. And so I use them on myself. <laughs> and so, you know, you can look and say, all right, so you know, I feel unworthy. So that leads me to all these striving kind of behaviors. And that's how I present myself. But then beginning to there's a there's terminology around reworking the neural pathways and basically the way our brain works. And so if you begin to shift that and say and, and begin to truly try and believe I am worthy, then that can help you lead you into patterns of I don't have to spend my life proving myself and striving. I can begin to claim my authentic 
self and be my authentic self. And earlier, before we jumped on the call, we had a few technical issues and you say, you know, we have to just realize that we're not perfect. And oh, but my goodness, that has been a life journey for me. And so giving myself grace, giving others grace is, is just a beautiful piece. So it's really, again, being able to mirror, look at the mirror, see, you know, truly who you are and, and what kind of areas you might want to, to work on so that you can be that, that best person, that best parent for, you know, for your child. Yeah, totally. I love it. Because oftentimes, yeah, we don't know when we are in a relationship, what's going on and that we are the mirrors. Yes. And when we're out of a relationship, we look in the past, we look, oh, I should have said this or I should have behaved that, but we can't really change the past unless there is a time machine and we can go back. (laughs) Well, and so then it's what's the learning, right? That's the whole piece is what's the learning from it that I can take forward. Yeah. Yeah. And being present in the now and so powerful yes uh, the breath breathing and uh, mindfulness kept keep us centered because the life the pace of life is so fast and oftentimes we need to slow down we need to concentrate on the breath and do those uh, exercises to help us feel grounded and when we are here and now then we can change our future then we can step boldly into the future and uh, create something different and we don't have to repeat the past we don't have to base our life based on what happened in the past and how bad it was at the time when it happened. We can create a different future by being in the present. And, you know, when you say a different future, I think about you know, a lot of times you'll hear people talk about um, generational trauma, you know, and the things we pass down. And, you know, and I just was heartbroken that I brought my daughter into a, an unhealthy relationship and she ended up experiencing wounding through him and, and even my behaviors. And so, you know, so what we're doing is we're breaking that generational trauma by, by working on ourselves. And then also I think about, you know, our children see this, our children see how to ground themselves. Our children see how to be resilient. They see how to be reflective and and notice things and so I think that's a gift we can give them is how do we navigate through this time and 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 because I mean things will happen to everyone and so to the degree we can use to your point you can't look stay in the past and so how can we you know when the next situation comes we we're kind of a better version of ourselves um, as we as we enter that. Hey, Serena, jumping back here real quick. In a single moment, your whole life can change. Will you choose to fight it or invite it? Sacred Surrender is a new book I recently co-authored. What does surrender mean for you? Do you believe that you came here on purpose? Do you believe that you are here to be part of something bigger? To remember the path that leads to your divinity, wholeness, and destiny? May these stories remind you that life is always happening for you. If you like to get your copy and read my story, check out the link in episode notes. And so what kind of advice can you share with single parents mm-hmm. that just became single parents? Yes, yes. So first of all, um, stop any unworthiness tapes that you have. 
And, and I think that, you know, when divorce happens, that can almost reinforce some of the negative talk we can give ourselves. And so know that, you know, you are, it may, it may feel dark right now, but there is, there is light right there and, and, and finding light wherever you can in today, take care of yourself. What are those things that, that bring you joy? And so for me, it's being, we're talking about the weather, being outdoors is something that brings me joy. Music brings me joy. Friendships, you know, being around and just having a good laugh with a good friend brings me joy. So what are those things that feed your spirit? And don't deny yourself those um, because you're going to be pulled on. You're going to be pulled on um, by, other, by life. You're going to be pulled on by your children. And so to the degree you can invest in yourself while you're kind of navigating this time, it's, it's so, so important. And then with the investing in yourself, really doing that look, I mean, you, um, you deserve to, to move into what I call, I call it your going forward chapter. And so your going forward chapter is waiting for you right there. And, and one of the first steps is to really look at, again, what are those things that might be keeping you stuck whether they're limiting beliefs, unhealthy patterns, and then begin to kind of um, reclaim, you know, that life that you deserve and, and think about, okay, when I get a little bit farther down the road, what is it that I, you know, what, what do I want to um, claim for myself? And, and what if I, and working through those things that might prevent you, that have prevented you in the past and might prevent you in the future so that you're ready to embrace it. I love it. I also recommend people to do 10 minutes of joy every single day. Do something that sets your soul on fire. Yes. And so important about bringing joy. Oftentimes we think, oh, it's for kids. Kids need to have joy. We're adults. We're too serious. We take ourselves too seriously and we forget about things that make us happy. Simple things doesn't have to be rocket science. Could be a smile on a child's face. Could be a sunrise. I also love being in nature. I love morning walks, being able to see and witness the sunrise when the day is born. I feel like I didn't miss anything and also connecting with nature. So it's not just exercise, moving a body, but also clearing a mind and being connected to nature and feeling expanded, feeling centered, feeling grounded so much. Uh, so, so totally agree. Thank you for, you know, your, for your share about uh, i think it's a great advice powerful advice what do you want to be remembered by mm. oh gosh um so there's a term called wounded healer and and i think that you know if we can use our wounds to help others that 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 makes it i don't know if it's the right word but but i really want to to really be able to help others and help them know that they are not alone and there is a path forward and um and there is i um with with my organization i talk about my thriver tribe and and i, I want to be known for someone who who nurtures that healing and, and and is an encourager to other people who have gone through difficulty and wounding yeah i think it's important and very you know it's awesome because no. there are so many hopeless situations in life and the, the world is constantly in disarray mm -hmm. and it's important to find that uh, 
to be the hope for others so that your journey didn't it wasn't in vain it was it had a purpose you live through it and now you can share with others and hopefully create a manual for their recovery well that's a great lead-in um because i do have a book that i wrote um and it is kind of a manual it's um it's called Awakening the Light, a Survivors to Thrivers Going Forward story. And I wrote it, um, one, to share my story and my journey to encourage others on theirs. But it truly is a guide and a journal. And so I will um, ask questions throughout and, at, um, and help people identify the kinds of things that I've been talking about today. And so, you know, to me, that would be something I would love to be remembered for is that I maybe put something out into the world that is going to help people beyond, beyond me, um, you know, beyond my time here. And one exciting thing is that um, I'm actually going to be giving a discount, a 25% discount on it next month in April. So um, I, I have a heart for sexual abuse awareness as well as domestic violence. And so um, next month is sexual abuse awareness month. And that's why I wanted to try and make it more available to people. So I wanted your readers, our listeners to know that it, um, it's available to them if they, if they would like to. It's on Amazon. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I love it. Oh, thank you. Thank what what do you think is the most important trait to instill in a child? Mm. You know, I would want every child to know that they are unconditionally loved. I think that, you know, so many of us adults are walking around with unworthiness issues or having a sense of, of conditional love. And so I think if our children can know that they are unconditionally loved, no matter what, and, and that they are, you know, worthy, um, beautiful people who um, I think that will help. I think that will build um, a sense of, of, of confidence in them that will help them be able to navigate. You mentioned the chaos in the world to mention whatever chaos or whatever might might come to them. I love it. I think that it's important to instill that in the child. And oftentimes it's not what we say, but how we act. Mm -hmm. And this is what they emulate. No matter how many times you say something, <laughs> if it's different from what you do, then it's not follow through in the same direction. Well, you know, and, and, and I mentioned Katie would let me, she would lash out at me. And I think, and sometimes she was pushing me to see if I would go away. Her dad went away. And she would push me to see if I would go away. And I wouldn't. I'm always there. And I'm going to love her no matter what, you know? And so I just think that, yeah, we we may want to respond and react to some of the bad behavior. But, but yeah, just being that grounded. Back to the breathing and staying grounded, that helps with that as well. <laughs> what sets your soul on fire? Oh, goodness. You know, um, the, the, I don't I think the answer that comes to me is this work. I, I truly feel a sense of purpose and passion around it. Um, and when I know that I've encouraged someone or helped someone to that next step, that's just, oh my goodness, that's just so worth it. Or if somebody, you know, says, you know, I read the book and it's, you know, it's been, it's been like whatever, whatever feedback I've gotten, it's just, it's like, wow, okay. Um, I am, I am making a difference. So that, that really does set my soul on fire. I love it. Thank you. Um, 
what is some something exciting you're working on now? You know what? I was asked to collaborate on a book called Healing Our Divides. No, How to Heal Our Divides. And basically the book has a chapter for a different topic. And, and the concept is that you know, we know the divides that exist. I um, mean, we know many of them. And, but how do we go about healing those divides? And so in my chapter, I talk about the divide between the people who have experienced the wounding, like people who have experienced domestic violence, people who have experienced other kinds of abuse or trauma, and the people who don't understand and don't want to talk about it. And so healing that divide so that we as a community can, can feel um, connected and not scared to, to talk about it or, or, you know, and support one another. And then also how to heal the divide within ourselves. Um, because again, I think so many times we live in our heads and we don't claim our bodies or our spirits. And so that book is supposed to come out in, uh, in May. So I'm very excited about, about the fact that that hopefully will raise they want to raise awareness around organizations that are supporting the healing of the divides. And so my hope is that it will, will bring awareness to the organization. And again, will just really inspire people to feel less, to bring this out of the dark um, and just shine some light into it. Awesome. I love it. I also actually working on a book, a chapter on the book, and the book is called Sacred Surrender. And it's all about, you know, coming home to yourself so in mm. the stories of surrender and i'm a contributing author amongst the other uh, 17 people oh that's beautiful and surrender is so hard so you know, to, to help encourage us to do that and find ways to do it that is beautiful yeah and also sharing stories you know of kind of overcoming and seeing that light in the end of the tunnel yeah. and coming back home to ourselves and the book is getting released on april 1st Oh, so you're coming out ahead of me. <laughs> Congratulations. That's exciting. Yeah, first, first time uh, me trying, uh, you know, being a published author. So That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Thank you. If people would love to uh, find you or work with you, where would they go? So we have a website called survivorstothrivers.com. And my email is Tambry, T-A-M-B-R-Y at survivorstothrivers.com. Um, and so that's a great way to reach me. And then also we have um, Instagram and Facebook posts daily to try and just encourage people. And so I would say, if you just want some daily encouragement um, from myself and from others, uh, that I would just encourage you to follow us because our whole, like I mentioned, my Thriver Tribe, I just want people to feel a sense of community as they're navigating difficulties. And so uh, we invite you to, um, to follow that. And again, it's survivors and it's plural, survivors to thrivers um, and survivors to thrivers official for Facebook. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your story and your knowledge. And congratulations on your book. Thank you. It was a pleasure to have you. Oh, it was wonderful being here. Thank you so much. If you like this episode, please share with somebody who would benefit. You can leave comments, topic suggestions, and add your reviews on Apple Podcasts. It also helps greatly when you download the episode. 
If you feel lost, emotionally hurt after divorce and want to rediscover who you are, you don't have to do it alone. Join our community on Facebook, Limitless Women, Self-Love, Mindset and Support for Relationships, where we hold trainings and various events to help you thrive and become happy again. Because life after divorce is possible and can even be great. If no one told you today, I want you to know that I love you and believe in you because you are limitless.